It's your 107.5 FM and AM 1290 WNIL, and I have on the phone with me today, I have Jillian Conrad. She's with the Berrien County Health Department. How are you today? I am doing well. I hope you're doing well also. I am doing my best. So we've had you on the last couple of weeks doing updates about the COVID-19. So we're just going to do an update this week as usual. First of all, tell our listeners what you do at the Berrien County Health Department. Sure. I serve as the communications manager for the Berrien County Health Department, and it is my pleasure to be able to bring good health information to our residents, news that they can use specifically around COVID-19 at this time. We know that this is a global-wide pandemic, but it's certainly affecting our area, and it's important that people are really listening up right now, paying attention and listening to what all of the uh, public health officials are saying. Okay, so with that being said, can you tell us how many cases and deaths are in Michigan? Yes, as it stands today, there are now 7,615 cases in the state of Michigan. There have been 259 deaths across the state of Michigan to date. Here in Berrien County, we have 35 confirmed cases and we have experienced one death. These numbers are changing daily, um, almost by the hour, in fact. And the state of Michigan, as well as Berrien County Health Department, have now started a daily update. So you can check back with us, you know, on our hotline or on our website late in the afternoon to get that day's updated case count, since that information is changing so rapidly. So that information is current as of, um, you know, the, the morning, but of course the information can change in the afternoons as well. So 35 cases in Berrien County and one death to date. Okay, with that being said, is testing available in Berrien County? It absolutely is available and it is happening. In fact, we are increasing our capacity to be able to do more tests. The testing is really conducted through our healthcare partners at Spectrum Health Lakeland. There are some criteria, however, that limit the amount of testing to certain groups those who have doctor's orders, so those who have seen their doctor, talked with their doctor on their phone, and their doctor has decided, yes, this person should be tested. So you need to have a doctor's order in order to get tested. Hospitalized patients, anybody who's showing up at the ER with those sort of symptoms and who might be admitted to the hospital are being tested. And then healthcare workers and first responders are also kind of priority populations that are being tested right now. But it is really important to note that not everybody is getting a test, and we understand that there might be some folks that are feeling really anxious about not being able to be tested for COVID-19, but it is important to know that testing does not change the treatment. So we are want people to know that if you are, are sick, if you are feeling any sort of symptoms of COVID-19, you can absolutely call Spectrum Health virtual screening phone line, talk with a provider, tell them about your symptoms, tell them about your exposure history. But if you are able to manage your symptoms on your own at home, if you have a, a slight fever or cough and you're breathing okay, you know, most people, about 80% of people are only going to feel mild to moderate illness with this virus. So the, the orders that you're going to get aren't necessarily, you know, go get tested, but rather stay home, get better, make sure you're isolating from other people, especially those in your household. Definitely, you're not going outside, you're not going out into public, you are staying home until at least seven days have passed since the start of symptoms. Um, You've been fever free for at least three days without the use of any fever reducing medication, and your, your symptoms have improved. So you're not feeling that cough, you're not feeling any shortness of breath. Those are the things that we're asking people to do is really stay home, isolate, let your body recover, let your body get 
better. You know, if symptoms become severe enough that you feel hospitalization is needed and warranted, absolutely go to the emergency room. But most people, again, should be able to get better on their own at home. So you may not get a test. You might just be told, go home, isolate, and get better from this. Good information to know. Now, if someone has already gotten the coronavirus, are they able to get it again? There's a lot of research being done about the coronavirus and, you know, what the effects are long term on people's health and including the question whether people can get it again. And right now we don't have a great answer to that question, but we do know that as your body fights off COVID-19, it does build up antibodies, which allows your immune system to recognize that virus if it were to enter your your system again and fight it off very easily. So the the short answer is probably unlikely that you could get it again, at least in a very short period of time after you first had it. Could you ever get it again eventually in your life? Maybe, and that's what's being researched right now. But we're, we're looking at the research that's showing that it's most likely you wouldn't get it again immediately after just having it. So re-exposure, um, while there still could be a risk there, you're most likely not going to get it again in you know a short amount of time, maybe a week or two after just having it. Okay, and what are hospitals doing to treat patients? Sure. So, you know, there is no specific treatment for COVID-19. There is no vaccine available. There are now some new uh, kind of emergency approved medications that are being trialed. So it's possible that if somebody is hospitalized that they might receive one of these trial medications. Obviously, you know, clinical trials are happening all over the country to see the effectiveness of these medications. So they have not received, you know, FDA approval necessarily for the quote, quote, treatment for COVID-19 but rather they're experimenting with them, seeing what's working during this time because any sort of gains in um, helping people feel better is, is better than not. But without a specific treatment for COVID-19, most people who are hospitalized are just helped with um, you know, the symptoms that they're feeling. So bringing their temperature down, making sure that they can be hydrated, and then help with breathing. As we know that COVID-19 can attack lung tissue, cause pneumonia, really make people suffer from shortness of breath or just not feeling like they can breathe well. So there's use of medical devices like respirators or ventilators um, where patients actually have to be intubated and they're being help they're helping you know breathing with the use of a machine so that is where hospitals are really helping to treat patients right now but again just to reiterate you know the majority of people will be able to uh, recover at home with just mild to moderate symptoms now with that being said in other parts of the country where there's a lot of cases I'm sure it has been very taxing for healthcare workers and very frustrating so is that the case in this area You know, we are fortunate at this point in time that we're not seeing our hospitals be overwhelmed yet. And I say yet because we are anticipating that there will be more patients. There will be a surge of critically ill people that will need our hospital resources. You know, our our friends and neighbors on the other side of the state over in Detroit, they're not so lucky right now. They are seeing a surge of, an overwhelming surge of patients that are needing the use of those respirators or ventilators, the intensive care unit bed space. And they're running out of materials. They're running out of supplies. They're running out of space 
for these critically ill patients. And that can have a snowball effect across the rest of the state or region as patients are being transferred to neighboring counties, to other facilities, to other hospitals. Um, you know, we, we, again, in this area in Berrien County aren't seeing that surge yet. The hospitals are planning for it. We're helping to prepare. Um, you know, we're making sure that staff are adequately trained, that we're ready for when that happens so that we're not caught in a, a situation where, you know, we have undertrained staff with not enough supplies and not enough space. But we do anticipate seeing more of a surge of patients eventually here uh, as well. And it's extremely frustrating for staff. It's overwhelming when you're being asked to, uh, you know, really put yourself out in the line of fire, if you will. They're exposing themselves to this virus potentially, um, you know, not always with enough personal protective equipment um, in unideal situations where, you know, you're not able to control every single, you know, uh, exposure risk that's there. And that is, is overwhelming. It's tiring and so important that we are supporting our healthcare workers, our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our folks that are in the hospital right now. And the way that we can do that is by staying home as much as possible if you don't have to go out. We need to make sure that our frontline workers, our critical workers can go to work, be safe while they're there, and go home to their families at the end of the day. That means that everybody else, we're counting on you to stay home. If you don't have to go to work, if you don't have to go out, please stay home. So with that being said, let's talk about the importance of the executive orders brought out by Governor Whitmer. Right. So we are still under the stay home, stay safe executive order here in Michigan. That is lasting until April 13th. But I want to just give the caveat that we are anticipating that will be extended um, since President Trump came out with some new revised guidelines of, uh, you know, practicing social distancing through the end of April. Our governor hasn't announced it yet, but we are fully anticipating that this stay home, stay safe executive order will be extended through the end of the month. And so I think folks just need to prime themselves for that, that we need to keep keep hunkering down and keep staying home um, in order to really protect our community and flatten that curve, as we say. So under this executive order, it is prohibited that people are engaging in any activities that are not life-sustaining or life-promoting out in public. So if what you're doing out and about isn't about keeping yourself or your loved ones alive or their health sustained, you shouldn't be doing it. So, you know, we know that there are a lot of places that are still open and operating, like grocery stores, pharmacies, restaurants, gas stations, and these are part of our critical infrastructure because we know that we still need to have gas for the cars, for the people who are driving to their essential jobs. We still need to make sure people can get food, and whether that's from carry-out food from a restaurant or going to the, the grocery store and getting their food that they need, and other supplies like medications from a pharmacy, all of that is considered essential and life-sustaining activity. And that is all allowed still. You know, other things that are allowed include exercise. People can still walk outside of their house. They can go for a hike. They can go for a jog. We are asking that people do that as a solo activity. You know, maybe bring your dog with you instead of your running buddy so that people are really still practicing that social distancing when they're outside. But we are highly encouraging people to still commune with nature and, you know, get outside, breathe some fresh air. We're supposed to be getting some warmer weather here in Michiana, hopefully pretty soon. So, um, you know, definitely you can still do those things, but 
Um, just try to keep your distance from others when you are outside. Recommended rule of thumb is staying about six feet away from others when you are in public. So if you're at the grocery store, if you're standing in line at the pharmacy, if you're going for a hike, you know, you still need to be keeping that distance from other people at this time. Okay, so if someone has symptoms or want more information, where can they go? We've got a couple of numbers and resources to make sure people are aware of. If you're feeling symptoms and you know or you suspect that you had an exposure to somebody with COVID-19, we're urging people to call Spectrum Health Virtual Screening Line. This is free for anybody living in the state of Michigan, and you can call that number, which is 616 391-2380. I'll repeat it one more time. It's 616-391-2380. And you will be asked a series of questions about your condition by a healthcare provider who will then advise you on whether you need to seek additional care or testing, or maybe like I said earlier, you might just be sent home to isolate and get better. So that is one important number to know. There also is a Berrien County COVID response hotline that is staffed by Berrien County Health Department team members. And we're here to answer your questions just about really anything you might be worrying about. Um, You know, we've answered questions, everything from the executive order and, you know, what's allowed under the executive order all the way to, you know, can I visit my, you know, uh, my niece on her birthday or that sort of question. So you can definitely give us a call at that response hotline, which is 1-800-815-5485. And again, that's 1-800-815-5485. I definitely recommend that people who are on social media follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're posting multiple times a day with really quality information, links to resources and all of that, um, as well as updating our pages daily with the new case count information and the data we have available to us. You can find all of that and more on our website, which is bchdmi.org. So check us out online on social media or give our hotline a call if you've got more questions. Jillian, is there anything else you'd like to address? You know, we're just really encouraging people to stay positive during this time. This is difficult for all of us. It's not just new for our area, but for the entire world. And this time is unprecedented in our history. We are truly witnessing something that none of us have ever witnessed or probably ever will witness again in our lifetimes. So it's important that we're staying connected as a community, Uh, you know, not necessarily in person, but still making sure that you're touching base with your loved ones, your family members, trying to stay positive and taking care of your mental health during this time as well. Jillian, I want to thank you for that update for our listeners. It's always a pleasure getting information from you. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. It's your 107.5 FM and AM 1290 WNIL.